Welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for fans of informal situations. I'm Tyler. And I'm Cody. And I'm Tyler. Top and and I'm Cody. Bills. No, I, I'm Tyler. Bottom. I get the top and the bottom bill, right? It's the most important <laughs> spots. You, featuring you Tyler billing me? with Tyler. <laughs> also featuring Tyler, right? <laughs> Cody, what did we watch? We watched Resident Evil apocalypse um excuse you you know i can put the colon in there I, cody how are this you gonna sucks. leave out the colon this movie sucks how this dare title you title sucks cody look i said you, the, says, there's a better title of this movie let me tell you what it should be it should be resident evil 2 colon apocalypse because it is real hard to figure out which darn done one of these movies is in what order, okay? It is a nightmare. Netflix has four out of the six on Netflix, and you've got two. You've got them all on your Movies Anywhere app. And, uh, oh, I hated I hated finding these movies. And I second-guess myself every time which oh. movie was what in the order. I look it up, and then you start the movie, and you're like, what in sweet heaven is this? Is this even the same film series? I don't... Tyler, why did you do this to us? Yeah, I mean, Cody, it never gets better. It's definitely something I've struggled with the whole time. This is the first time I've watched it where I've, this probably happens every time, but I feel like this is the first time where I've realized like, oh, like I can really, it's clicked. The naming scheme has clicked for me, right? It's Resident Evil. Then Tyler, Cody, it's, no, no. If, it's if it ever apocalypse. clicks for me, I will Die it's on the, the apocalypse. Spot. I'll just Let me explain keel it over. To you, Cody. It's the apocalypse. I hate and this. And then it's the extinction. All right. The apocalypse has happened. Now we're into extinction level event. All right. Then yeah. what happened? It's the afterlife. The extinction has happened. Now we're into the afterlife. Now what's happening? Retribution. All right. And then the final chapter <laughs> for spoilers, that's <laughs> no. the final movie. The first three make sense. I'll give you that. Okay. <laughs> first three and, and maybe the last one. All right. The last one is the only one I didn't have to confirm I was watching the right movie. I'll give them that. <laughs> I will say, like, if you watch them all side by side, like, it is, like, they get noticeably, like, better quality cameras from movie to movie. So it is, if you start watching the wrong one, you're like, oh, this is bad. Or it's like, oh, this is good. And then they take a way back step with the quality. Uh, but So, Cody, uh, we watched Resident Evil colon Apocalypse, the second of the Resident Evil franchise. Fun fact for you, Cody, to kick us off, if you don't mind me, with a small fun okay. fact here. Okay. One of only two of the core, we're not talking about Welcome to Raccoon City, Cody. Here's why. It's considered bad by fans of this franchise. <laughs> I will, don't want to watch that one. All right? No. So, one of only two movies not directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. Written by him, not directed by him. <sighs> Still wrote it though, right? What? what? He still wrote it though, he right? Wrote, he wrote all of them, but he did not direct he, uh, Apocalypse or Extinction. Oh, yeah. Cody, you want to give me a rundown, a synopsis, an explanation? You know, no, explain yourself. I, look, the last movie ended, then this one started, and at the start of this one, there's, there's the virus is out. The first one, we're in the hive, all right, and there is a virus going on, and we're trying to figure out who done it. And in this one, it's like the virus is out. The aftermath is happening and we're all a part of it. Okay. Jill Valentine's there and uh, whatever. You know, it's zombies. I don't. 
here's the thing the first movie is a prequel to the first game this is a sequel to the second right no a prequel i'll tell you right now i played four and i've played like a quarter of five so if you're asking me questions i got no answers for you cody if i could take you aside just let's set these movies let's stick it let's stick them over here for a second just take them okay take them we got okay stay over here yep okay the remake of two is apparently fantastic. Resident Evil 2? Yes. Resident Evil 2. It's apparently amazing. It's very small. It's like very like, it's in, for the most part, I believe, takes place inside the police station featured in this film. And uh, it's fun. Mm. Um, it's so actually, what if I remember correctly, this is not a prequel or a sequel. This is like, there's time jumps in the game. And this takes mm-hmm. place like, in between the time jumps. It actually like explains how, Jill and other characters get to certain areas and how like people die and stuff. Isn't that fun? Isn't that fun time? Isn't that a fun experience yeah, for you? It's fun. It's fun. Are you gonna let me I gotta get after this? You wanna like, just I gotta Cody, rant at you. Yeah. Right, Cody, get hop on hop you know, hop on hop, I don't know, just hop, hop on the mutant dude's hop back. Hop on the nemesis shoulders and yeah. let's just piggyback ride him get into it you know and you're i'm you want to go first and i'm I'm gonna let you go first. yeah no i'm going first are can we are we doing three minutes just give me give, Cody, give me the full girthy five and we'll see if i even have five minutes with you <laughs> all right i want to hear all do you have uh, five you're, minutes? oh you're telling me you're not gonna have five minutes to talk about my five minutes here i'm going right now all right start of this movie they're like let's crack open the hive i want to see what happened down there it's like well first off umbrella sent the people to invest they knew something went down right are we <laughs> Tyler's already befuddled well it's not your time so you can shut up they're like we got to find out what happens like well we sealed it off for a reason so I hate this I hate that the last movie the whole point was to seal it off and the next movie is like good news we unsealed it all right and I hate that what Jill Valentine pops in here in the police station she's like bam right, here you go take this gun shoot for the head it's like isn't it aim for the head you know what I'm saying if I should shoot for the lungs isn't that you know it's just it's a poor choice of words Paul W. Sanderson Look, you aren't P.T. Anderson, and you're not Wes Anderson, and you are not a writer, all right? You're not a writer like these boys are, but you are a writer, but you're not, like, it's not the same thing, all right? This movie has the bully from Christmas Story, or also known as the bully from Wild America, all right? So this is the man from the bully of every movie of your childhood. I spotted, it was so funny because Bailey's son was like, that's the kid from, I was like, a Christmas Story. She's like, no, no, not that one. Wild America. I was like, Wild America. And we looked it up. Same kid, bullying both movies. Isn't that fun? He's got the little, the little, the real thin eyes and the real kind of, the kind of face that you can just hate where you're like, you look like a, like a snake and I, I want to squish you. All right. You're the worst. The slow-mo. Oh, so much slow-mo. It was aggressive. It was aggressive. It was upsetting. It didn't enhance the movie. I would almost say it made it worse. You know what? I will say it did make it worse. This slow-mo sucks. That's my actual note. Um, you don't need covers. They are zombies. I don't know what that means, but I wrote it down, figured out. Someone's got tiny glasses. I think, is it well, Wesker? You got teeny tiny little glasses. And look, spoiler alert for the future movies. He's all over the place. All right. He, this isn't the last time we're going to see Wesker and the glasses stay tiny. And I hate that. All right. Joe Valentine. It's a zombie apocalypse. You are a professional of some kind. I don't know exactly what your job is, but I do know a tube top is not the appropriate attire, okay? 
if you're out here fighting zombies, tube top is perhaps the worst choice you could possibly have. All right, so there you go. I will say there's a big jump in the CG from the last movie to this movie. This movie is much less distracting. I was like, oh, it's, it's looking like it's working a little better, you know? So I was glad to see that. That's good. LJ out here, he is black and... Uh, Look, I'll say he's a caricature. I won't. It's not for me to say whether he's offensive or not. All right. Because, you know, I'm white. But he does hop in the car and shout GTA mother effer and mow people over. I was like, you know, that's what I'll probably do in an apocalypse. I'll probably hop in a car and pretend like it's GTA. So in that way, we are one. Here's the thing. Last movie, Nipple Watch was activated, reactivated. It's been some time. This movie, you know, Bailey and I had a debate. I was like, do you think it's going to be Mila Jovovich's nipples this time or is it going to be zombie nipples? And I said zombie nipples. I called it, okay? I was like, there's no way it's going. we're going for zombie nipples. And I was right about it. I just had a feeling. I had a feeling in my gut that there were going to be zombie and zomb- zombies and they were going to be naked. We did a good job. Um, I'm so confused about this virus. So you get the virus, you die, you get reanimated. But then they're in a graveyard and then things start popping out of the graveyard. I'm like, wait, hold on. How does this one work? Because how did it get to the graveyard? Because no one at the graveyard, you know, I'm just a little confused. I mean, I think maybe later on they're like, oh, it's in the air. So maybe that's how, but I just, I thought you had to get it when you were alive. I didn't realize, I didn't realize it was the kind of zombie that was like, no, it's just people hopping out of graves, like the old school original kind of zombies. I don't know. How did the graveyard get infected? Who did? Who who done it? All right. Who got in there? Who got into the graves to infect it? I mean, here's another thing about this. Why does everyone in this movie have an accent? Also, what accent is it? Every other person, all the operatives are like from all over the world. And you got some and they're Southern. You got some and they're Russian. And you got some and they're German. And you got some and they're Latinos. And I'm just like, there's too many accents that are all over the place that I can't place it because there's not enough dialogue. It's like some guy has two lines. You're like, wait, hold on. What are you saying? Because your partner has a whole different. How did you guys come to work together? Because I'm getting real lost. Okay. Oh, it's the nemesis. It's time for the nemesis program. Nemesis man is here and he's, oh, what cool character design. And then, oh, is that a leather skirt? Oh, yeah. His outfit is so stupid. What an interesting character, you know? It's a tie-over from the first movie. I think he's got a good monster design about him. And then he has the stupidest outfit I've ever seen on, like, a juggernaut villain. And it took me out of it. I started giggling when he appeared on screen. Anytime it was a wide enough shot to see his little skirt flailing around, I was like, he got leather pants, he got a leather skirt. Why'd you need both? Why you got a skirt? You know what I'm saying? It's a little, it's like a leather mini dress with like a little skirt flare out, but he's also got pants on. I gotta catch you up. I'm, I'm dying here. I'm about to sneeze, but I'm not gonna sneeze. That's, I, I'm in the worst kind of hell you could possibly be in. Here's the thing his outfit, I will give you this. I'm looking him up. He's giving me mostly video game stuff. His movie outfit, right, is different from the video game slightly, but it's, I think it like is uh, my honestly, I'll be real with you. I think it's honestly just because it's the video, the movie outfit looks like it would be easier to make easier to like Mm. control and like make act a predictable way. His outfit could be described as like, you know, in like an old World War Two game when it's like, oh, who's the big bad guy? Oh, uh, it's it's Colonel Stupin. He's a scientist. He's taking baby dog brains and turning them into evil goo. It, it, it's what he's wearing. It's like 
the lab coat yeah. that's 18 sizes too big that he's wrapped around yeah. himself. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, and so what they did was they basically just made it like hard leather instead of like a loose. It looks like a trash bag in the game. It looks like it's a trash bag. So it's not good. Nemesis is a terrifying villain. I do know that. Uh, a lot of people talk about uh, he's a terrifying villain in the in the video game. And because he's just he's like one of them slow moving, like he, he gonna get you, but he dumb. Like you just go around a corner and he's like, where'd you go? And so you're like, so he's not like terrifying in the like, oh God, he's terrifying in like the, the way that like the alien is in Alien Isolation. You know what I'm saying? But he is yeah. the guy from the first movie. You know, they were like, I want him in the nemesis program. He's the guy. Uh, just mutated. Um, here's the thing. I let me I just, you know, Cody, can I just get into my thing? Can I do yeah. My, What's, you know, what just, is your thing? I want to do my time. I want to do a timer. I want to do a timer. Is that yeah. okay? Yeah. I'm just going to yeah. blast through it. Is that okay? I got distracted. Mm-hmm. Here, I, here I go. All right. Cody, I'm gonna, I got some notes. Okay. I got a couple notes I took. First off, your first point, just my last point from the last movie. How dare you, sir? That was the last point I made from the last movie. And you're just like trying to repackage it as your own. How dare you? Okay. Cody, I know exactly why you wrote that because they take cover while shooting the zombies. Repeatedly, they take cover like it's a war zone. Those zombies are not shooting back. All right. They never shoot back. They're just slowly walking. So it's actually pretty stupid to hide behind a wall so that you lose sight of them. And then they inevitably are right there when you go back to shoot them and they grab you and they eat you. Okay. I will say this. It's a weaponized virus. They do establish that very well in the games and in the first movie that it can transform itself. It can do everything. It reanimates dead tissue. It's spent to be a weapon. Right. That's why it's like infecting everything. It is airborne. It goes in air. It goes in the water. It goes in the poopy. You know, it goes in any hole it can get in, Cody. It gets in there. I do think they do go. The reason I will say, I do think the reason they had them coming up from the ground is because the original Resident Evil zombies from the, the, the creators of the video game, they like, well, they had said and talked a lot about the, um, the Night of the Living Dead, or, you know, that like original zombie movie that like set the rules for classic zombies. Was it Night of the Living Dead? Is that what it is? Give me a nod. That that was their big, like, that's the zombies that they're trying to go for. And they tried to evoke that same terror that people felt when that movie came out in their video game. So I think that was kind of like, here's the thing. I think Paul W. Sanders, I hate it because he's such, I think he's a great at making movies, but he's great at making terrible movies. It's like you put, so you polish the turd so hard, but at the end of the day, it's still a turd, my guy. You know what I'm saying? But he puts so much care into it. That's why people like the movies that he makes. Because <laughs> it's like, he's like, yeah, we're going to have a scene where it's like zombies coming up from the ground, just like in the whole movie, because it's an homage to the original zombies that these are based on. It's so dumb. And I hate that there's that much forethought into such a stupid movie, Cody. Cody, to be fair, the video game, the characters are from video games. So all their weird outfits, their weird accents, they are based on video game characters, which we all know <laughs> back in the day, as a free-for-all and the guys the black here's the thing i had to explain this to tiffany black shirts they're they're uh they're an umbrella corporation they're just corporate contractors they could be from anywhere blue shirts white shirts those are cops if they have a weird accent there's no excuse because <laughs> they're just city cops jill valentine here's the thing that will make you real mad she's a stars which is a swat person basically it's their version of swat <laughs> They did. I will say in the remake, they gave her uh, she's wearing just a shirt. She's wearing a T-shirt like with a white undershirt and like 
the little button up shirt, you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about. A uh, much more normal and acceptable thing to wear into a zombie apocalypse. She looks like, uh, what's her face? Uh, Laura Croft. That's more like that kind of outfit, right? Uh, but yeah, no, they went for it back then, right? <laughs> they went for it. They gave her the tube top. And in this movie, they were like, you know what? Tube top time, all right? Cody, let me tell you about this man. His name, Cody, is, gosh, I, I went away from it. Uh, Lloyd, Lloyd Jackson Wilson or something. But but you could call him LJ because the informal nature of the situation. All right. That's what I say. That's why I said the podcast for fans of informal situations, because if this if there's ever been a more informal situation, I want to hear about it. Cody, this, they have met in the zombie apocalypse. And this man is like, we don't need to be, you know, we don't need to really be uh, you know, that that formal with each other. Uh, I will say like this movie, I feel like went the hardest like to try like to be like, let's see. Let's see if we can be good. All right, let's see if we can go for it and like hit that kind of matrix level of coolness. Because I, I feel like Dr. Ashford was like a cool character and he kind of unifying all these different side stories. Right. Uh, gave a cool. I feel like the, uh, you know, Carlos was cool. It, you know, like the all like all the characters were seem to have more forethought put in than maybe the later movies. Cody, and I think you can agree with that, right? <laughs> Maybe these people had some thought put into it. And I wonder if that is because it's not Paul W.S. Anderson. And then he takes it back and he's like, we're not caring. All right. We're not about that caring uh, life. All right. Let me tell you, Cody, I, would it shock you to learn that the guy, the random dude, Matt, was not the guy that played Nemesis? Because it didn't shock me. Would it shock you to learn that this is a huge man? You know? He's a big boy. That's all you need to know about it. Uh, Cody, they... Tyler, I'm going to cut you off right in the middle of that fully formed thought. All right. And uh, let's talk about it. All right. I'm so glad you you found out what I was saying about that they don't need to take cover because it was driving me crazy. I was like, Hold on. what are you taking cover from? They take they, they're zombies they that are walking at you. So, you yeah. know, don't don't hide from them. Oh man. Um I mean, I got a lot. I got a lot still to run through. Let's talk about this. All right. I think this is probably the scariest of the movies. Mm-hmm. Um they went the hardest on the scare factor and I think they did a pretty good job with a couple of them. I mean, the truck, the jump scare in the truck got me hard. I think it's uh, her partner the big I forget his name. He's like a big black guy who's also probably a Stars dude or he's a local police. Anyway. Yeah, they're all stars. <laughs> Yeah, they're all in the they're in the truck and he like gets them, you know. I was like, oh, that really got me. All right. I wasn't ready for it. I did I jumped. I don't always jump at the jump scares, but that one really jumped me. Jill Valentine, she's out here. There's the camera lady. She's like, you know how to shoot a gun. She's like, I don't know how nothing about shooting no guns. And so she hands her the gun and she's like, here, just like this. And um, let me tell you, as someone who has learned how to shoot a gun. Uh, she did not do a very good job explaining. You know, she was like, you just hold it like this. You're like, wait, but you want to explain how to re- like reload it or how to point and shoot, like how to squeeze the trigger, not pull the trigger, how to aim. It was just like, here you go. Here's a gun. It was like, you, the information you gave, you know, it wasn't, wasn't quite enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I will say, in my opinion, the best and really the only like accurate depiction of what it would be like in that situation Cody, don't take this the wrong way because, you know, I'm not a huge fan of this series, but in the, I think it's the first season 
it's like one of the first episodes i believe of the walking dead there's a scene where like rick is showing what's her face how to shoot a gun and the dude that everyone puts in every military movie now you know what i'm talking about mean guy who plays the punisher mm. i don't remember his name off the top of my head John he's Bernthal. like umber yeah he's like like shouting at her and running at her and shooting his gun and like you know, he's like, hit the headshot, get the headshot, shoot it in the head, like lets a zombie out of the bar and is like popping them in the head. And he's like, that's what it's like. It's not like this in a shooting range. It's stressful. They're coming at you. You're scared. Your heart's pumping. And it was like the first time I remember being like, oh, my gosh, I would die in the zombie apocalypse. You know, because he's like, <laughs> it, you know, it's not the classic. You know, yeah. you know, I use one of these aim for the head you know and it's like cool i can nail headshots from a thousand yards with a nine millimeter it's yeah like, no no a skilled marksman could barely hit someone in the head from a foot away like you're not going to mm-hmm. be easily doing this yeah you know? and then they proceed to all nail headshots from a from a thousand yards away with nine millimeters i'm pretty good at show but cody um, did you know in that show that rick he's got a revolver all right somehow always that's why they call him revolver rick i'll tell you right now it's probably hard to find bullets for that gun now, and they're still making them. Yeah. Um, I got, look, the, mean, I, one thing that's kind of interesting about this movie is like one of the major plot points is the doctor's like, hey, save my daughter. She's at the school, and he tells all these people this, and they end up meeting up at the school. And then, mm-hmm. like, most of them get killed, but they're all looking for the girl. <laughs> they're all looking for the girl. Um, <laughs> and, uh, it, there's just there's a lot that happens in that scene so first off okay yeah give it to me well one of my favorite <clears throat> details was that they're in they're in one of the rooms and you see tiny little blood print hands yeah. on the wall i was like this is a fantastic detail i'm about to see some children's zombies and sure enough like a minute later we get treated to the children's zombies but it's funny because she finds the girl she's like hey are you what's your name i'm here to help you she's like They'll be coming soon. And then all of a sudden the room is filled with children. I was like, hold on, hold on. (laughs) There went from being zero zombies in this room to being filled with zombies. And I don't know where they came from more than anything. I just like, (laughs) I can only imagine like, you know, the kids have little like cubbies with their backpacks. I can only imagine they're just like rolled out of there. We're like, we're here. We're in the middle of the classroom. But man, they, it's like, she's sitting in the middle of the classroom too. It's not like She's hiding in the corner. She's like sitting there and she's like, they're coming soon. And then they're there. I don't know. I don't know. She really manifested them in. She does there. emerge from a corner. But here's another thing. Oh, okay. She comes from the same corner that reporter lady got eaten. in. So uh, not the safest corner, but it was that was a ridiculous enough point where Tiffany, who never questions these things, said, wait, where did all these zombie kids come from? <laughs> and I was like, oh, they were all hiding over there in the corner. You know, a foot and a half away uh, the whole time. It was so awesome. I mean, but yeah, I love the tiny blood hands. I think uh, there's also one of my favorite lines in the movie was there, and it's the bully guy from Christmas Story. And he tells someone like, stay or whatever. And there's dogs coming. He's like, I've got this. I'm going to say the word because it's it's literally what it means. I've got this bitch because he's talking about the dog, you know. <laughs> and then he immediately <laughs> gets eaten by the dog. And he says, oh, <laughs> oh, F, you know, and then he. <laughs> Like he would just like so cool. He's like, stay. I've got this. Oh, I'm dying. <laughs> I've never seen anyone go from being like the cool guy to the dead guy so quickly. It was awesome. It was really fantastic. 
He uh, well, he did have the one. It was the second one. It was a real uh, attempt. Yeah, he, he at he uh, got one a clever girl moment. You know, like that's I felt yeah. like what they were going for, but they didn't like have a like. It's not like they outsmarted him. The other one just showed up. <laughs> so they didn't it was like I, I half expected him because he like looks and there's a second where his eyes meet the other dog and i was like is he about to say i'm a girl and I'm like, there's nothing <laughs> clever about this yeah. dog but oh yeah i mean yeah I, I got a few more notes i think honestly another high point of the movie early on when when they're in the church and there's like a priest dude and there's he's got like his sister she's in a chair tied down with barbed wire. <gasps> I thought that was awesome. Like, you've been it. feeding people to her. I was like, this is so cool. You know, there were some elements of this movie where I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, you know, Nemesis is a cool idea. The lady in the chair is a cool idea. The little kids with bloody handprints, like, this is awesome, like spooky foreshadowing of stuff, you know? Yeah. Those were kind of the high points in the movies for me. And then there's the rest of the movie. Um, LJ, what is he like? What is he? I don't know what he's driving at some point, but he's like, I usually drive a Cadillac. I was like, LJ, you scamp. <laughs> well, okay, no, no, I could tell you what he's. So he says the uh, the the evil corporate guy with the Bluetooth earpiece the whole time. That Bluetooth, Cody. I don't know if you ever used a Bluetooth earpiece. They fall out all the time. Like at the yeah. slightest provocation, they will just be gone. So the fact that this thing is not only they must have super glued this to his head. Okay, but uh, he's like, why is it taking so long for us to take off? And then he turns around. He's also not in disguise. (laughs) So it's like you could clearly see it's not the pilot because he's wearing a leather jacket that's brown. (laughs) And he's like, because I normally drive a Cadillac. And then it's like, hey, (laughs) he really, he really waited for the zing. And uh, look, I admire that. But okay, no, this dude was threatening to kill all these people. And LJ was just chilling in the helicopter, never got captured, could have totally helped out, rescued, saved the doctor, well, man. That's because that was like, LJ the- understands this is not that formal a situation, you know? So, yeah. so he's playing, everyone else is all uptight and they're like, hold on, they're treating this like a very formal situation. They're easy to spot. He's out here all informal. He's able to slip under the radar. Now, here's the thing that I find interesting about the doctor, man. Because had these not been like video game based things where it's like the mm-hmm. world ends in the Resident Evil or in the Resident Evil games. It's like it's over. It's the apocalypse. They're desperately trying to do stuff. But like 99% of people are gone. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, uh, the, but the cool concept they could have done for the movie series is had he stayed alive, it could have been like this ongoing thing where it's like, oh, He's like the one hope for curing this. So it's like a constant mm. war between different factions for him, you know? And it's like always like, oh, it could have it could have been a real like Last of Us kind of situation, you know, where it's oh. like, oh, bro, I don't know, baby Grogu or something. Cody, the Mandalorian, Last of Us, it's the same show, right? It's the same show. Why? Yeah. Why is it the same? It's right? the same show. It's the same actors, even, you know, that's great. We love it. HBO was like, we want to do a Mandalorian, and they did it. Yeah. Showtime's up next, you know? We're going to make the runs. Then uh, finally, we'll get to uh, Tubi. All right, let's talk about this. No shortage of blonde villains in this movie. (laughs) There's just one after the next. And 
Look, look at my golden locks. I know everyone. Do you want to describe them? Describe them. Uh, They're golden. Uh, all right. Tony, I would describe you as a dirty to strawberry blonde and with a very uh, brown. Here's the thing. Ginger beard. Here, here's the thing. When all the villains are blonde, makes me feel bad. All right. You know what I'm saying? It makes me feel like a bad person and I don't like that. All right. And let me tell you, uh, that doesn't change too much as the movies go on. So here's the thing. At the end of this movie, it just becomes a prequel to The Fifth Element. And it drives me crazy, okay? I mean, there's many scenes in this movie. You know, anytime she's in the hospital, I'm like, this is Fifth Element. We're doing The Fifth Element. Anyway, at the end of this movie, I was like, it's The Fifth Element. We did it. Also, she gets mind powers. So, whoa. All right, we got... We took a leap and a bound, all right? She had, like, enhanced physical capabilities or something. And then mm-hmm. at the end of this movie, they're like, I think she's blowing stuff up with her mind. Yeah. I mean, whoa. Whoa, all right? Here's the other thing. The end of this movie was like, oh, they're getting away. Wait, they're not? Are they? They aren't. She's captured. She's not captured. They freed her. Oh, they freed her. It was... The movie was supposed to be, you fought Nemesis, you got out of the place. And then they added, like... 15 whole more minutes and i was like oh gosh all right here we go there's a lot goes on there you know the doctor dude dies she kills nemesis she doesn't kill nemesis i forget it's been i've seen all the movies okay then they do escape but they don't escape because the helicopter and then some of the people get away but then she gets captured and then they capture her but then she gets out of the thing and then she gets freed. it was a it was a whirlwind it was like i thought we were just trying to get a raccoon city and now there's like three other endings happening at the end yeah because it's not about raccoon city it becomes about her which i do think it's a classic example of probably like what the director and like kind of where they envisioned it ending with them getting out of raccoon city well, and then like it's no, kind no, of what they did in the first movie because at the end it's like oh they got out of the hive like oh wait no she's captured and then she gets out and it's like oh no yeah. they open the hive back up you know and tease it so each except of the, they did like a lot more with it yeah each of the movies it sets up the next one you know like so that's kind of like oh, I disagree. End. No, no, they end, Cody, <laughs> I and then disagree. they set up the next one. I disagree, sir. Uh, we're gonna How get into you. that How because movie three is coming, and you, I dare you to explain to me how we got from two to three. Oh, Cody, I can explain it. You're not gonna like it, but I can explain it. <laughs> so upset. Uh, here's the thing. I think this may be the, one of the stronger movies in the series. By a good little margin. Um, it had some highs. It was a little scarier. LJ had some moments. You know, I'm not going to be a full proponent for him, but he had his moments, and uh, the scary moments were good. There was some decent action. There's some interesting characters. I thought I really liked Joe Valentine. I thought Nemesis was interesting. Um, so I think this is actually one of the better movies in the series, to be honest, if you're asking me. Are you asking me? I'm asking you. That's how I feel about it. I still didn't like it. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't think it was a good movie, but I do think it was one of the better ones. What is your thoughts on it? I think, honestly, like, to me, it felt like the first one is better than it had any right to be, honestly. like it's mm. It should have been awful. And it's like, I always think of it as like, oh, it's awful. And then every time I watch it, I'm always amazed, like, how it's not a complete, like, it's actually, like, a well-put-together, like, it's a story that makes sense. And it's very simple mm. and sticks true. Like, I think the places where it falls short and this one falls short are really where they're like, no, no, we're sticking with the way the video game did it versus like, no, we're not going to do that. You know, like, because that's kind of the thing is like so many things don't translate well. Like you said, like 
all the different accents, the weird outfit that Jill Valentine's wearing. None of those things really translate well in a movie, but in a video game, yeah. it's like you kind of don't even question it most of the time. It's just there. It's like, very much staples of the series. And like with the accent thing too, it's like, hey, you have subtitles for a lot of like the on-screen dialogue and it's like not even a problem. Whereas in this one, when you got people just shouting stuff and there's tons of other stuff going on, you're like, mm-hmm. hold up, who's doing what? Yeah, so I think it's definitely like, I think honestly, like this movie, the last movie, most of these movies do show that if you were to go to somebody, honestly, I think even Paul W.S. Anderson could do it, but he just, I think he tries too hard to stick true to video game stuff. It's the same way, mm-hmm. like he made the uh, Monster Hunter movie. A lot of people say it's really good, but it's very true to Monster Hunter. So it's a lot of weird yeah. stuff in it. Is it, he likes the video game stuff. He sticks very true to it, even if it's weird. So if you were to take these movies and say, hey, remake these, but you don't really got to stick to a lot of the rules of the video games. Just kind of stick to the storyline. These could be like Resident Evil could be like a fantastic. It could just I think one day it'll be rebooted. They tried to with Welcome to Raccoon City, but I think they just they tried to make it serious or, or they tried to make it fun. I think is what they actually tried to do. And it wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, it's like I remember just being bad. Resident Evil games aren't supposed to be fun. They can be kind of campy. But like they're never like, hey, we're going hard into the comedy. We're trying to, you know. Yeah, I could see these movies being remade and being kind of like how the games are being remade and how the more recent Resident Evil games are, where it's like their level of quality has like gone up a million percent. And it's everyone's Mm -hmm. like, oh, these are like, you know, where it's like a remake of the game that this takes place at the same time as it's like multiple game of the year awards and like. Everyone loves it as it was just like changing random things, changing all those things that you're like, that's kind of weird. Like the simplest thing being like Jill's outfit or uh, Nemesis's outfit, you know, like the way his character design, just modifying it a little bit to make it not weird. Yeah. And make it make more sense. Um, you know, just things like that, that I feel like if you did that to the movie, it would also elevate it because like all the actors, I feel like did a pretty good job. You know, it was and they died, but it's like you could do a little bit more to make their deaths feel less like a video game death, more like a horror movie. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm terrified. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's a good point. But So what what else you got to get off your chest before we rate this one? Um, I mean, I think we kind of covered trees. most of it. Like the movie, <clears throat> there's not a ton going on in the movie. I think the church scene is definitely the scariest part of it. And it was cool and like a cool introduction to showcase like, oh, Alice is like. She's cool now when she like comes in and just yeah. wipes the floor with those things that were like the ultimate, like, oh, if you run into one, you're dead in the first movie. Right. You know, and so Yeah. I mean, I personally, again, it's like the first one. It's way better than it has any right to be in my mind. And yeah. I'm always pleasantly surprised by these movies. I go into expecting so bad and they're not that bad. But it's like I'm expecting absolute atrocious garbage and they're watchable and fun. Um and I'll get into this, especially in Afterlife, but um, I think there is a movie series that I would love to see given to Paul W. Sanderson. Mm. And I think he could do a fantastic job with, and I defy you to, to fight me on this one, all right? I'll, I'll do my best. So what, what, do you, what grade are you going to give this movie? Um, let's see. I gave uh, Resident Evil a B plus, right? Or did I give it a B? You remember? Yeah. Because I think this one's good. It's better in some ways, but I think as an overall movie, because the first one tries to be, I think this one's slightly worse than the first one. 
mm. but it's more fun than the first one. Yeah. So I think I'll go. I think I'll go a solid B, um, even if that's what I gave the first one. Um, I'm gonna give it a generous C minus, which is better. higher than I than I rated the first one. Yeah, I think it was better than the first one. I think the highs were a little higher. Um, for me, the only part of the first one that was awesome was like Red Queen was interesting, and the ending, the twist ending, was pretty cool. But that was kind of the only thing that did it for me. Do, so there you, you go. Whereas likes, this one, I think there was a little more throughout it that was kind of you know something. Given do you it think something. your likes of this one is uh, due to the different director? I don't. I don't know if I would go that far. He doesn't. The I mean, the direction of it, yes, because it leans a little more into the horror. I think at times, and I think that's the strongest elements. So this um, is interesting. You give this one a B. B. You give it a B. Yeah. Is that right? Um, can I give you so? Can I give you just a quick little? I I didn't. I never looked up yeah. this director before. So this yeah. is his only like feature film as the director. The only other like him being the main director credits he has are two Land Rover commercials around No Time to Die, like based around No Time to Die. Interesting. Okay, but he has over forty uh, oh. credits as a second unit director for movies like No Time to Die, Jungle Cruise, Bird Box, Avengers: Infinity War, Spectre, Terminator Genesis, Cinderella, Hercules, Skyfall, yeah. Safe House, X Men: First Class. Like he's the second unit director on like some fantastic films. Well, that's int- well. It looks like they credit a lot of him as like a director of. Uh, photography unit yeah. director and uh camera operator as well camera operator on thelma and louise that's wild so he's, he's all like, over the place you know he's a camera like you said like he's a director of photography yeah in most things but like i could looking through this like i could really see like the action sequences in this are shot awesome like when she sw- like runs over the side of the building and the camera like follows her down and stuff mm-hmm. like there's some cool shots you could see like it's kind of like, um, you know, it's like the same vibe, not as good of a overall package, obviously, but like um, the guy that, you know, the, they did the heist. They were like a bunch of stuntmen. They did. No, what was, it? was it the heist? Was that the movie? And then they raid? Those guys that, raid, the raid and raid two. And then they did. Or is it the same guys that did uh, John Wick? Is it those guys that did the raid? Yeah. No, because the raid guys are like from Asia. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which country in Asia, but right, they're yeah, like yeah. Asian stuntmen. But they're like. Like those movies aren't great, but they're awesome for like stunts and choreographed fights, you know? Yeah. It's felt like similar to that where it's like, there's some cool set piece shots and like the the shooting of the framing of a lot of the shots, especially in that church sequence was really awesome. And the lighting was better than I would say any of the other movies. So you tell it's like he cared more about that. (laughs) Sure. So I think this was, that's probably why I think it seems like it's, went for it more because this was his shot to be a director yeah yeah for sure i mean Uh, fell short (laughs) i mean when you're the director of photography for like all the james bond movies yeah you're probably doing pretty good wow well there you go that's all that's all i've got appreciate you all listening you can share us with your friends opinion havers on social media Add opinion havers. If you want to make me suffer through any more film series that I'll hate, you know, you can just throw those recommendations on at us. Okay. Until next time, watch movies. And have opinions. There was a got to meet the Red Queen, Cody, but she's a little girl. She's just so small. Oh yeah. Wow. You like that?
No, I just she's so much fatigue from these movies. They made it for her, Cody, because she couldn't walk. That's Uh, where the virus came from. uh, Yeah. 